Okay, welcome to the Appreneur Podcast. It's episode 12, and uh, my name is Paul Kemp. I am the host of this. Uh, uh, I am part of the App Guy Podcast. So if you're listening to this uh, and you haven't heard the App Guy Podcast, it's a, a series of interviews with several hundred founders, and you can find that by searching Paul Kemp in your favorite podcasting app or go to theappguy.co. Uh, also, there's uh, Indie iOS Focus Weekly, which is a newsletter by Chris Bishaw, who's here, and he uh, has thousands of subscribers. It's really growing at a great rate, and uh, he's got the highest open rates in the industry. So definitely worth uh, reading that. Uh, just go to indieiosfocus.curated.co. And finally, Chris and I are behind uh, the Slack group. It's called iOS Stack-Friends. We've got an automatic sign-up now uh, called... Uh, I guess you have to go to theappguy.co and just search for Slack or just put after that theappguy.co forward slash iOS stack hyphen friends and you can sign up for free and instantly. So there you go. That's what we're here to talk about. Uh, and uh, I guess, Bartez, what we do is we just quickly go through um, a minute, each of us uh, talking about uh, what we do and our biggest challenges so that we get familiar with um each other, and there's, there's only four of us, so it should be pretty quick. Rouse, do you want to go first this week? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm the co-founder of Stumble and Stuff, which is a marketplace for buying and selling stuff. We enable users to be able to get their stuff delivered within the same day or within 48 hours. And uh, my current challenge this week uh, is uh, setting up some optimum uh, review prompt. Um, this is in regards to the timing, the exact timing after how many sessions and not to disturb any user sessions. So to still deliver value but asking for reviews. Right, great. Um, I'm sure we could help you on that. Chris? Yes. Um, my name is Chris Bishor. I'm an app developer in Kansas City, Missouri. I uh, have been an app developer for a few years now. I have about 10 apps in the store um, over the time. Um, I'm also the curator of Indie iOS Focus Weekly, which we just pa I just passed uh, about 1,800 subscribers just a few hours ago. And I've uh, been adding about 10 per day lately, so getting a lot of good feedback on it. Uh, my biggest challenge right now is um, last week we talked about uh, curating uh, my newsletter and how that's a, uh, something that I have a lot of knowledge in. And Darren had suggested um, an online course in that, so I've really been digging into that and looking at the possibilities for uh, creating an online course to uh, sell to people uh, to become more of a um, leader in their industry and um, somebody that everybody would look up to with a weekly or bi-weekly type newsletter. Great. Um, but Bartez, hopefully you get the format here. If, uh you're able to just tell us your name and uh, what you're doing and uh, maybe uh, something okay. we can help you out with. Um, so my name is Bartosz Hernas. Um, I created, I co-founded a stamp app that moves music across different music streaming services and it's kind of a side project for, for, for us now. Um, and together with my brother and, uh, and the founder, Sylvia, we're building a tra travel startup where we try to 
ease the process uh, of booking, changing, cancelling the tickets, and everything connected with expenses and invoices, mostly for business customers. So for people that travel, fly three times per week. Great. I'm sure there's a few of us can help you out immediately. Um, okay, so my name is Paul Kemp. I'm the host of the App Guy podcast, and it's been running now for uh, three and a half years. Uh, I have um, uh, also uh, a website, theappguy.co. My biggest challenge, uh, I would say, this week is that uh, I am actually looking to spend a bit of money on uh, promoting and uh, doing some ads uh, to try to uh, drive people to a landing page and get some more subscribers so I'd love your feedback on what uh, ads have worked for you in the past newsletters obviously indie iOS focus weekly is top of my list but uh, um, yeah just uh, any feedback on newsletters you've used or websites you've used or uh, other ways of advertising that actually have benefited you so that's my uh, challenge for this week um, cool. Okay. So um, now normally what we do is we try and learn something in this bit, Bartez. And uh, uh, Chris, I don't know, uh, has anyone picked up um, anything to teach us this week? No, we're kind of, uh, don't really should have we, anybody stepping skip up. That? Yeah, let's just skip that this week. And well, we can decide off offline if uh, that's something that we want to continue doing or how we want to set that up. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, maybe we just skip that going forward and take it out of the agenda. Well, yeah, it's kind of difficult because we do have guys stepping in and out. You know, uh, like Darren this week, he's just up to his elbows in client work. And, uh, uh, we, you know, it's just so it's kind of been difficult to get somebody to say, hey, this week I'm going to do my five minutes. So, yeah, we might just kind of skip that for a while. But I think that that's something that if somebody has something to share, um, speak up, you know, every every week. Yeah, sure. Uh, cool. And... Um, now, uh, I think are we learning about Bartez your um, your project this week? Uh, is, uh, Chris, have you been? Uh, yeah, that's what. Um, yeah, he's going to uh, talk about his product hunt launch and uh, just how that went, and just kind of launching in general, I believe, and kind of educate us on his app and, uh, like he said, it's kind of the his side biz uh, app that he worked on, and then also just uh, himself in general. So, if you want to. Uh, Kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of you know how you got into app development, um, kind of yeah, where yeah, you sure. started, all that. Sure, that's some, I think that'd be great. So, so I thought the stamp story would be really nice because it's totally side project. Um, I got to development really really early. I, I'm I'm thinking I was like 14 when I created my first web page, and then I went from like making a web page on uh, as a freelancer. Then I started studying and joined a company that taught me iOS development. And from there, I moved to Berlin, focused on mobile development. And only because of this, um, that the company I was working for was really small startup. So there was like three, four developers. Um, I was kind of forced to learn um, backend technologies like Python and Django. And then it went further when I did private projects with the deployment, so Ansible and Docker recently. So I kind of like I'm kind of a full stack because I started with JavaScript. I know mobile technologies uh, and the backend and then deployment. So I, I can like manage all of it, and all of this enabled me to to build Stamp over a night. Um, basically, the story started with going to the hackathons. So I really like going to hackathons um, because they give you you meet a lot of mm, people with similar uh, mindset as yours. 
Uh, I made a lot of great friends there. And at one hackathon, at Factory Hackathon in Berlin, I was sitting down with a friend, and I just realized that my friend showed me Product Hunt, uh, which I never knew earlier. And so I, I really wanted to get to the front page, and I told him, Mark, if you, if you really want to go to the front page with me, uh, we should build something that moves music across uh, Spotify to Apple Music. Because it was like two weeks after Apple Music launch, and I really wanted to switch. And I was waiting for someone. There is always someone that does this kind of services, some, some helpers that moves data across. Um, no one really did. Um, so I started like playing with it, uh, with this Apple script. So Apple script is something that just basically clicks on, the, on your Mac with a mouse. Uh, nothing really special, and I was somehow able to find find a code snippet in Apple Script that reads CSV files. So I had a CSV list of the songs, um, and I basically wrote a script that was just clicking through the iTunes and clicking manually add to Apple Music, add to Apple Music, add to Apple Music. And over one night, it took me like six hours. I posted the web page with the snippet packed as, in, as the app. I posted it to the product hand and was featured the next day. And the only thing I did, this was free app, the only thing, thing I did, it was um, buy me a beer button at the, the first day. And it got kind of crazy um, because like all the media sites were writing about us, about the stamp, uh, because it was the first service ever to, to move music from Spotify to Apple Music. And so my brother came to me and said, okay, man, you got in don we got in donations, 100, 100 euros. And so uh, he came to me and said, like, okay, this, this can sell, and if we can make money out of it, we can put more money into development and make it better than it is. Um, so we stayed literally uh, up to 5 a.m. at night and, and developed whole product with backend API for licensing uh, and payment handling using Braintree and the native, uh, native macOS app, not, not the script only. Um, and yeah. can, I, can I share here like a screen? I wanted to show you some numbers because it's really nice uh, to see the first numbers. Oh yeah, I can screen, screenshot desktop two, I guess. So I have a presentation we made once. Oh yeah, uh, for the factory. Um, so basically on the product hand, we got around 314 upvotes. Uh, we decided to just make a native app and, and sell it and it got crazy after this media started writing about us. At the first day, um, we had 13K unique sessions on the website and got, as I said, 100 euros in donation. Do you see the screen? I, I don't, yes. I'm not sure. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah, perfect. Well, obviously, it's a podcast, so it's great to talk through the numbers as well. Yeah, yeah, and this is most interesting. Everything else is basically boring. Um, um, I would be interested personally in, in numbers only. So 13K sessions, uh, over 1,500 downloads, and the app was totally free. Um, so the second day we released the, the paid app, and only on the first day we made um, 1,700 euros. <laughs> wow. And frankly, it was the first, like, I have built a lot of different, different services. I have, like, an app for the Pebble Watch, an Apple Watch, Infinite Notes, um, that has 5,000 users, and I was happy with it when I was getting feedback. But this, this was crazy. This is the first time I was making money out of my own project, which was really, really exciting. 
um, and well, sleepless nights basically. Um, so the the first days were really really crazy uh, because we were still on the on the first pages of Cult of Mag and all the services. So the first month looks just amazing. On the first month, uh, we brute this is brutto money. Uh, so we closed the month with over 15k euros, and it was only three developers there. So it basically was really, really nice addition to our uh, salaries. And at some point it was so crazy that I, uh, th there was three of us working at the same company in Ventorum from Berlin, and I called my um, COO and I told her, okay, Orika, I'm sorry, three of us, we have to take a one day off, one Thursday off, because we were up all night and we cannot work tomorrow. Um, they were not really happy about this. And then uh, next week, I just took a free, uh, paid vacations for a whole week to work on Stampfully, uh, me only. Um, so then after like per month, we have, we're moving uh, one and a half million songs and over 25K playlists. This is some old data because we kind of doubled in sales recently. And it was nice to see that the project that we built overnight and we just improved hour and per hour, like every day, a little bit here, a little bit there, uh, started to, give, being, to get recognized. And the biggest success we had of recognition was like when RDO was shut down because it was bought by Pandora. And on the main page, uh, there was two services and Stamp was one of, this, of them, uh, which also gave us like mm, slightly more sales than usual this day. Um, and I have to say also here there was a lot, uh, a big um, fail from our side. Our domain was not pointing from www.stampup.io and they posted www. This link here is posting to www. And for the half of the day it was pointing to my personal website. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> now I pay attention to w's. Um, yeah, and that's, that's basically... Yeah, I just said, hey, what launch doesn't have? If that's the worst thing that happened, I think you did pretty well, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not so bad. Yeah. Um, okay, that's that's all the numbers I have. Uh, I can answer also on any time of questions about like payments. I after a year of working on STEM, I'm just like expert in the online payments and different providers: Braintree, PayPal, Stripe, uh, PayMeal from Berlin. Um, this gets crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's jump in. Uh, does anyone have any questions? I've definitely got two or three. Yeah, I had I had one. I thought we'd just be nice to start with um, kind of the time frame of how long it took, how many developers were on during that time, because I know you have both a Mac and an iOS app right now, just to kind of yeah. give everybody an idea of the kind of, you know, uh, time that you guys put into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really hard to calculate because we're working after after work and really efficient developers like me and my brother and, and the third co-founder Christoph. I really see the big difference how faster we are than others. Uh, but well, it's my personal opinion. Um, it was um, the the desktop and we first made the Windows and Mago as native apps, separate apps, uh, with different tool set, and it took us about a month of working after hours. Um, and then we realized that being a developer, we, being developers that have a full-time work with full-time jobs, we cannot afford to have to support two different platforms. 
So our uh, co-founder Christoph uh, proposed Electron. So current desktop version is just like a, a React.js application packing and running as a separate app um, with a lot of hugs. We're packing, we packed inside even Python execute uh, exe file for Windows because we're using some Python scripts inside. Um, so we have a one, one code base for the desktop and then the iOS um, took around a week of uh, one developer, my brother, um, but also after work. And then now we're working on Android. We recently hired two developers, um, but it's like a week's, week old story. I would say to build this few months of continuous work, I would say it took us one year to get where, get where we are. It took only one day to do that. I, actually, I'm your customer. I remember the product yeah. launch. And what I remember is just how amazing you were at uh, iterating on the product as, as the day was going on and people were pointing out certain bugs and you were fixing them there and then. It was just amazing. And, and uh, I, uh, I just had to buy it because I was switching from Spotify to uh, Apple Music. And so... I've actually just thought of a a course for Chris. You could you could do a course on how to make fifteen thousand euros in one month uh, from a hackathon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, you know yeah, one I, year of hard work, right? <laughs> yeah. So are you have you quit your I job now? I just posted the link to the project hunt. Yeah, that's uh, I could quit. Uh, we because our our sales doubled recently, so I could easily quit, and I would still be making more than I was making working full time. Um, but because the stamp doesn't require so much attention, me and my brother, uh, we quit our normal job and we focused and joined uh, Silvia and we're doing the Ahoy, uh, Ahoy Travel startup now in Berlin, when we, where we're trying to disrupt travel and flight industry, basically. I, I can't help but I, I've got loads of questions. I would love to know. Yeah. I mean, it's one hit. It's like you've had like a massive success. Was there a string of failures? beforehand or afterwards uh, because a lot of people I've spoken to they, they have this like one complete smash out out of the park hit uh, and they find it really hard to replicate that uh, and obviously it was just all the stars were aligned do you, do you think it, it's it's going to be hard to repeat that success oh it would be definitely hard I mean um, before stamp I was building a few other services so uh, I, as I mentioned, I built this note-taking app for Pebble just for fun. Uh, but I was also building and trying to put an effort into mobile ad blocker um, that was working as a VPN, so not nothing, something before the Safari introduced the plugins for ad blockers. Um, and in the end, this totally failed. I couldn't get any customers. The, the hardest part is always selling and getting customers. Uh, and this time, we were just extremely lucky uh, getting them and then keeping them. There was a lot of work, obviously, but if this wouldn't be for the first launch of Product Hunt, uh, we wouldn't be where we are. So it's it's extremely hard to get a, to, to to reproduce the success. But what you can reproduce, you can reproduce the smaller successes, like um, that the stamp we were iterating so fast and it helped us. So this one I know is important when you're doing a startup to move fast, and this one I'm trying to replicate. Um. 
I bet that the uh, free day was really key to the launch and to the growth. Do you feel that way, or how did you guys decide to go free one day and then pay the next? Uh, I don't really remember. We knew that the, the, the amount of work required to stamp to. We really like to build a good products, and when we saw the stamp doesn't work as expected as we wanted it to be, and people were complaining, we couldn't just keep up with just mm, providing crappy product. And then we realized, okay, we have to put focus in it. And I don't know, it was kind of automatic decision that one of us should take a free day. I think that that's a good strategy, though, because it really got people to, uh, uh, you know, dig into your app, and then with, you know, the product. Hunt launch. Um, it really, I think, was a great recipe to uh, build that monetization that followed it. Yeah, we experimented a lot of the different pricing models, and when we what we realized that uh, it's not even not always the cheapest price is the best. Um, this was nice to learn when we once we increased the the pricing and our sales dropped, but our income increased. Obviously, yeah. we are selling less apps for more money and this was pretty good for us because the support uh, yeah. requests dropped in, a, in the numbers. That's really important because you know if you work the numbers right you'd rather have less customers because it make the same yeah. amount because it's just yeah. le less, uh, less support like you said and um, really can get you to focus on iterating. I have to mention there was a times when we were thinking I literally said out loud that okay we're closing it down we made some money and now we're closing because the competitors started appearing. So our main competitor, moved to Apple.com, um, appeared on the market. And I was like in the in the mindset that I have a full-time work and it's a side project and now, okay, we're closing. I have no time to, to, to make it better. But then we just like put a, a lot of energy into it to make it better and just made it better. There's always going to be copycats, you know, and I yeah. think that that's the thing. You just have to, you have to, accept that and accept that that's what's going to happen and just make your product better, you know? Yeah. Rouse, do you have any questions? Oh, I just wanted to comment on um, what you say about stars aligning for Batos. Uh, you know, the the big Apple Music launch, that was something major and kudos to you guys for yeah. um, moving fast, you know, and creating something quickly so that you moved in there and um, and, and, and acted on that momentum that was there. So that's pretty good. And also um, the hard work that you guys did. Like I, I can understand, you know, you were guys working your day jobs, and then after after your day job, you you do you put in the hours on um, on Stamp app, and it, it really brings home the point that you know if you want to be that sort of one percenter in terms not not in terms of just money, but in terms of working for yourself. You know, you've got to work harder than anybody else out there because you just don't get to, to that stage where you work for yourself just by, you know, working nine, seven hours a day. So yeah. you know, to most people, most people would say, I don't have enough time to do it, but, you know, you've got to make time. So you die, yeah, the die third, well. You the, the third version redesigning of Stamp, uh, all of three of us were skiing in Slovakia. And after going back from skiing, we were just sitting in a hotel and cold. Um, as my father said, it's it's really hard to live comfortably, to live easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can connect you with as well, Bartez. Uh, I've 
Um, there's the, an app you may want to look at called Fairfly, which is a travel-related app that uh, helps you get cheaper flights. Uh, I think it, uh, you just simply uh, email your booking itinerary, and mm -hmm. they then monitor the flights. And if they can get it cheaper, they they will cancel with your permission the flight and book it on a cheaper airfare. Uh, so they're, they're interesting, uh, Fairfly. Uh, and then um, I was approached uh, recently by Stri Stride Travel, uh, Stride, uh, S-T-R-I-D-E. Uh, and I think they had a product hunt launch as well. Uh, they asked for my help. Uh, so I know the guy there, uh, the founder. Um, so if you need connections in the travel app industry, then uh, I'm sure I could connect you with some people. Okay, this would be perfect because the industry, the industry is really outdated and there is really hard, hard time to get to anyone onto any information. Great. Well, what an inspirational story. Any final questions before we move on? Um, I did want to get make sure that we got the. Uh, what's uh, do you have a website for your new venture that you're working on in the travel industry or uh, somewhere you can send? Yes. 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 It's ahoy.travel. Ahoy with Y, like uh, mm. sailors. Um, we don't have really nice this website because we're in the process of, we cannot grow now because it's personal assistance half of the time. And to get the new customers, we'd have to hire more people. Uh, so we're kind of in the process of building automated solutions for whatever we could. Um, and then getting more and more customers. Um, but basically, what we're doing uh, is really easy. The booking, putting in passports, putting in credit card is crazy. Then you don't get any details from the airlines. How much is it to cancel the ticket, change the ticket, how many baggage you can take. It's like you get the A4 page with the with the details of the ticket. And we're streaming this process, so I like to call it Uber for flights. What I imagine in future we will have is one button tap to book a flight with automated check-ins, and that's all. Very nice. This is what we're trying to do, at least. Okay, uh, so let's wrap up then with the final thing, which uh, was where we just uh, see if we can add value to each and every one of us in uh, our biggest challenges. And so uh, I, I wondered if, um, uh, Ralph, you said that you were uh, seeking app review, or where to put um, uh, a request in for a review. Uh, so I guess we all have um, we all have opinions on that, but may, how can we help out Rouse with his uh, app, app review uh, integration in his app? Um, well, I'll just start with my thoughts on it. Um, I'm pretty big into not bothering the users, not um, throwing stuff in their face, especially when they first start using the app. In fact, I personally don't put any, well, I will sometimes, but for the most part I don't put any please rate me prompts. Um, what I tend to do is have uh, the rate me on the about page, and um, it's also really important. Um, there's several ways to do this, and there's a few frameworks I believe out there that'll that'll help you do this. But um, you know, where you want to funnel people to um, give you feedback directly instead of going and rating your app if they're unhappy. So basically, you kind of have a you know simple. It could be as simple as a button that says I love this app or I have an issue or something like that. So you basically, if they click the I love, I love this app part, you know, you give them a chance to share it or rate it, and then if they say I have an issue or feedback, 
then they're emailing you or uh, contacting you rather than leaving a review. And uh, my opinion is just to make sure that whatever you do, that it's subtle, it doesn't get away in the way of the user, but there are strategic places uh, when a user would be particularly happy with an app. Like let's say they just made a sale in, in your uh, app or uh, made some money in, in some way. You know, that would be a good time to consider, you know, a subtle way of asking, hey, you know, if you like the app, leave a review. Well, that's going to be the best time uh, to get that review is whenever they're happy with the app. So I would definitely look at those type of things. Uh, Rouse, I had two sponsors. They're no longer sponsors, uh, but uh, um, you may want to check out uh, what they offer. Asking Point was the first guy that approached me, uh, Cliff, and uh, I think he had the back end where you uh, could could put in um, a, a script, and uh, you don't have to uh, after after a single line of code, you don't have to then get the app updated, and it will then allow you to message the user. And it's basically circumventing bad reviews. So you ask them if they like the app. If they say yes, they go to the review site. Um, if they say no, uh, you get personal feedback. And uh, that's a way of avoiding um, basically a lot of one stars. Uh, and so that's asking point. And then another company called Apptentive, but I think they're moving into the uh, enterprise space now and, and moving out of consumer. But uh, it was definitely a, uh, an interesting um, thing they built, uh, Apptentive. If I can add something. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm using Apptentive. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Go ahead, I posted, yeah, I posted I posted a link to the medium post um, a really nice post about the guy that got uh, five star reviews mostly um, a lot of reviews to his app and he described all the tiny details that is important for the users mm, most obvious one is that you shouldn't ask up front you should ask only after a user is engaged in the app and really tested it um, so I also didn't never really like the idea about the asking users for the reviews, but then they never do. They never do a review. First version of Stamp on iOS, we never got a review as long as it was not one star review. Like if they're angry because they had to pay second time for the for the app, even if they had the desktop one with the one star review, but no, no one really ever commented that it worked. Then we started asking people after the successful import when they see you just moved 10,000 songs to Apple Music, and then they're getting alert if you want to share uh, the review. And then we started getting some good reviews as well. Another thing that I do is anytime sends me, anybody sends me any support requests, um, if they're having a fair to good experience and they just have a, a feature or a feedback for me, I always you know, put, hey, uh, you know, please leave a, if you have a chance, you know, please leave a nice review. It really helps with a link to the app. And I've, I've gotten a lot of reviews over time, especially for people that send you in a feedback uh, or a feature request, and then you reply with a genuine email saying thanks for it, and you kind of summarize what they're asking. You know, I use a lot of scripts to do this, but I also personalize them too. But, you know, a lot of times those people email me right back, left a review, you know, thanks. It's so not, and a lot of times the reviews will say something like, developer email me back quickly or something like that so it really does help to get those good reviews because the pe like uh, uh, we were talking about you know 
people that want to leave reviews oftentimes are the ones that want to leave a one or two star review because they're upset about something because it's an emotional thing. So you want to make them emotional about leaving a good review, which they can get if you are responsive and uh, you know pay attention to what they're asking. Uh, Ralph, I can't forget. I, yeah. I've just um, I, I've just been reached out by a good old friend. I've known him for three years. He's just joined our group. Uh, he's called Neil, and he has a. Uh, a free app. It used to be paid. It's now free. It's called App Review 360. You can probably download it, and it tracks all the reviews from around the world and alerts you. It's really clever. I've used it for quite some time. He just made that app free, like in the last couple of days. Yeah, because I asked him to because of Rouse. <laughs> there you go. I'll get on it now. So as soon as Ralph goes in, it goes back up to 4.99, right? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he hears about this story, he's going to put it up again. Chris, Chris, did you, um, did you post to... a, um, a, a, like an article on uh, some guy gamifying the reviews? Oh, I don't remember if I did or not. He got, ten, he got 10,000 reviews. Oh, that was in the Dev Weekly a few weeks ago. Yeah, there was a... Um, I'm trying to remember what the Black name Box of was. I think it might be the same Medium article you were talking about. A few yeah, yeah, ago. I think yeah. it's also 10K reviews, yeah. Yeah, it had a ton of good little, I guess you'd call them uh, knowledge nuggets. I mean, there were a lot of good things in there that really made me think, oh, that's a good, great idea, you know. So it was a good one to read. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes. I wanted to ask you guys, like, what's your opinion on this? Like, because when it's the first version that you've submitted into the App Store, you obviously you have bugs that you have to fix and stuff. And if you've asked for reviews, the minute that you uh, submit a new version, you've got a new version, those reviews are gone. So I'm wondering, is does it make sense to when when you have like maybe the sixth or seventh or tenth version, and maybe then you can start asking for um, for, for for reviews once you've got a more refined product. What do you think? Well, you know, in, in my experience lately, um, I've got a lot of reviews on one of my apps, and I've just kind of learned to let go of worrying about that as much. Um, now, if you're going to just, you know, submit an app just to change a word because you think it would play better if it said, you know, this wording than this wording, you might think twice about it. But I've just kind of learned to let that go because your your cumulative app reviews do seem to matter more than they used to. It used to be that you know you would it kind of would almost disappear. It's almost like you started from scratch each time, um, in a way. But it seems like um, when I've updated my app recently, that it, if you look it up on um, on uh, the App Store, you know it doesn't say no reviews right after it's been updated. So uh, they've changed that around a little bit. So I, I personally wouldn't worry as much about that. I mean, get a good product out there, get the bugs fixed, get the features out there, and, and just let that kind of, you know, handle itself. All right. Thanks, guys. That's good feedback. Sure. Great. Any other challenges? or? or um... Paul, yeah. I did have, uh, you were talking about um, newsletters and sponsorships and just way of promoting. What exactly are, what's your target market on that? Uh, yeah, so um, we've, I'm just waiting for uh, some money to come in from TopTal. And uh, uh, we have, uh, they're going to be sponsoring us, Chris, uh, with iOS Stack. And, oh, great. Uh, 
uh, Indie iOS Focus Weekly, and I, I was just um, just trying to work out, given that we probably know between us uh, some good resources, and I just wondered if we had. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really tempted to take because uh, what I've done is I've negotiated um, a deal where. Uh, we get some sponsorship money, but we also retain some upside should uh, any anyone use our, our affiliate link, which is pretty mm. unique. Um, so I'm starting to think, ah, oh, you know, they're, they're, they're start, they are advertising all over the place. They're advertising on startup, uh, the startup weekly uh, newsletter by Leon Powell's, and mm -hmm. I've seen them, I've seen them in other places. But I figured if we, if we know what works, it seems sensible to try. To try and spend some of the sponsorship money on um, putting our affiliate link out there. Yeah, and if um, you're looking for top-level developers, um, I've had uh, really good luck. I've sponsored Natasha's newsletter twice, and she has a really solid, engaged audience, similar to to my audience. And and um, I've always got great signups out of that. And then they stick around, you know, because they uh, like my content too, I guess. And uh, so I get. Uh, I think the last time. I did hers. You know, her, her prices have gone up quite a bit because her list has really grown. But um, I think it was, uh, I think I, I think it was like two fifty, three hundred for a sponsorship. But it was, it was really good numbers and really good exposure. Three hundred, okay. Uh, uh, and I guess there's the, um, uh, there's the one by Dave, isn't there? That I'm guessing that's quite expensive. Uh, the yeah, he's he's fifteen hundred to. Two thousand dollars for a sponsorship. He only does one a week, but I mean, you think you're hitting about forty thousand uh, iOS developers, and that's the one that everybody subscribes to. You know, if you're a developer, you're probably subscribed to it in some way, whether you look at it or not. You are. Do you yeah, know? Do you know Let's see. Uh, yeah, because if I could speak to someone who's sponsored his newsletter, wow, that. Um, yeah, if, uh, Natasha's up to three forty nine. Um, Wayne, uh, I could talk to Wayne. Um, uh, Wayne Bishop, the uh, he did the Swift algorithm book. He sponsored my uh, newsletter quite a bit, and I know he did a sponsorship on um, Dev Weekly uh, a few weeks ago. So he could be one that we oh, could just great. Yeah. yeah get an idea on. And uh, there was somebody else that. Uh, I know that sponsored mine that's also sponsored I can maybe reach out to. I'll, I'll kind of look back through some of the issues. I know uh, right now, um, now she does uh, $349 for a sponsorship and she has over 13,000 iOS developers and, and Swift enthusiasts. But I, I know her list is great and she's, she's built it organically, you know, it's, it's, uh, and she's, a, you know, she's well liked in the industry and uh, people really respect her. So that's part of the reason. So, yeah. Great. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Great. So, um, any other final thoughts before we say goodbye? Um, Paul, about this advertising, um, I tried only for the mobile app. We recently bought an AppShout. There is some company called AppShout, and they created a press release and the video for us, and then they posted it to all the journalists and medias they know. Um, but I guess it it won't work for the mailing list. But I'm not sure. Is that uh, app? for the app shop? Yeah, we. Dot io is that who app it is? Shout. App yeah, shop. Okay. App shop. Yeah, app shop. Tom. Right. I will post the link. 
okay. on the, the hangout. Um, we so there are PR agents and work with nice. Yeah, more or less. You just buy it the one packet once, and they prepare everything. And most importantly, they push it out. Um, and after they started last Friday, we we were mentioned in a lot of nice newspapers. Um, uh, if I remember any of this, uh, my brother was posting uh, links. Where is links? Uh, IB Times, CO UK, top apps for you. Um, also something bigger like Telegraph, CO UK, in the technology uh, topic. Great. And do you know? Do you recall uh, how much you paid for them? Um, fifteen hundred euro dollars. Fifteen hundred, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's such a minefield. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people who have wasted huge amounts of money advertising, yeah. and yet, um, yeah, it obviously does work in a, because it must work somewhere. So. Uh, well, I think that this is a situation where you're going to want to, you know, not even worry about, you know, Facebook or Twitter ads at this moment, and just kind of focus on more of these niche stuff. I mean, I, I, I guess if you work that right, maybe there's some opportunity there. But I just really think that the, uh, the newsletters and some of the more niche sites might be where to go. Yeah. Uh, Patos. Yeah. Uh, where do you, uh, for these hackathons that you used to go to? Um, do they have like websites where they post things? Um, yeah. So on my uh, on the hackathons, I made a great friends, um, good buddies of mine right now. Uh, the guys that make uh, hackevents.co, and this is basically a website listing all the available hackathons, so you can filter by your city yeah. if it's closed. Uh, oh, well, maybe uh, Paul might benefit from that, Paul. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice for networking even. Because yeah. when we started with Stump, we had a lot of problems with Braintree, which is a company from PayPal. And because we were at like a three hackathons <laughs> from PayPal, I just, called, I just called a few friends and they contacted me with guys from Braintree from London. And we are pushed in front of mm. the queue, resolving our problems. Nice, yeah. I had a bit of problem with Braintree recently. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they they have really nice prizes. Although they closed, they, there was a battle hack um, in 15 cities, mm. 15 hackathons, and then the main finale in San Francisco, San Jose. Um, but they closed yeah. recently, so they reorganized the company, unfortunately. Uh, actually, Bartes, do you know mm. anybody at Google um, where you get your problems with Android apps solved? No, not really. One friend from the one friend from PayPal, developer advocates, uh, is working now at Google. As I think, as a developer advocate, so this is the only connection I, I have. Okay. I can ask around. Uh, yeah, please. You have I'm trying. To... My my account's been frozen, and I'm trying to get it unblocked. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's just um, yeah. uh, I went through the appeal process, and there's still a robot that decides that. So it's just so annoying. Okay, can you just write write me on private on Slack like the yeah. description what's wrong? And I will just ask ask the ask my friend. Cool. That's great. <laughs> right. Uh, this has been fun. It's a lot of fun to have um, yeah. you you on here, Bartes. It's been so enjoyable going through your story. Um, Thank you. Any, 
any final comments there before? Well, thank you, Vatos, for joining us. Uh, it's always good to have someone new sharing their story. Hopefully, you'll join us next time. Yeah, yeah I'll try my best. Okay, and just before we yeah, say goodbye, the last thing, the last thing is that we are almost up to 600 members in iOS stack. Uh, so, yeah, any, any little push of that link to uh, get us over 600 would be great. Great. All right. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Bardos. That was a great insight and uh, really interesting stuff. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, and congrats. I mean, you guys worked hard, and you guys deserve it. I hope that it uh, continues. I hope you're able to sustain that revenue and, and keep growing. I mean, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thanks.